Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. Nick Hayes here. Again, no Carmen Braidwood, but you know what? She'll be back. She'll be back next week. Hey, uh, we have, and we've been promising this for a little while, uh, the media, State of the Media 2023 report produced by MediaNet is out. It has been out for some time. We covered off the journalists, what they want, what they need, what they're looking for, the pressures and the context uh, and, 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 and the pressure they're under. Uh, but it's you, the public relations professional. It's you, the person that's communicating with journalists. We want to find out a little bit more about you and what you've done and what how you're feeling. And MediaNet did that. Amrita Sidhu, Managing Director of MediaNet, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nick. Privileged to be talking to you once again. And um, oh. missing Carmen, but uh, as you said, she'll be back. And you and I, you and I will uh, run this show today. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. And we're going to run it hard. And for, if you are a PR professional that's listening, if you are in the communications game, I think you're going to get a lot from this podcast today. And the reason you're going to get is because you might be feeling very much the same way that your entire industry is actually feeling. And I, I love this report, Amrita, because... You have gone and surveyed a good 300, close to 300 uh, professionals in the public relations game. I noticed that 40% are working in agency, Correct. Uh, 49% in-house and, and 12% other. So it's a very broad and a great snapshot of uh, PR professionals and their working life. Yeah, absolutely. Super proud of this report um, and the fact that, you know, it's something we can produce for the PR industry and the PR community and be able to share these results. Um, You know, the report is accessible and available on our website. I'm sure we'll cover that off over um, the stage of this chat. Um, But yeah, really pleased that we can do this. It is a really large um, sample size and it's great to see the engagement back from the PR professionals who wanted to contribute to this survey and tell us what's been going on in their world, where the opportunities are, the challenges are, um, and what they've been finding over the last year in the PR and communication space. There's so many good talking points in the report and we're going to cover those off. But I'm interested from your perspective there, Amrita, we've come out of a post, we're post-COVID, we're post-pandemic, we've moved on. Have you, what have, what, what have been the things that you've seen in the industry, in the communications industry that have changed, uh, particularly from a public relations perspective? What, what have you noticed? Yeah, I think what I've noticed is the amount of different channels that are now available for um, us PR professionals to be able to engage with the media and to be able to engage with journalists. There are a lot of um, you know channels out there, so finding the right one that's most appropriate, being able to have strong communication with your audience here, which are the journos, right? Which are those media professionals? I think being able to understand how to do that 
where to do that and what is the tooling, the expertise, the guidance, the coaching that's available to you. Because sometimes it, it's a bit overwhelming, right? Where do, where do I start? You know, do I, do I pick up the phone? Do I reach out on socials? You know, do I send an email? What do I do? So, um, you know, the communication channels um, really kind of um, supercharging that I think is, is a really great opportunity. The rules have kind of changed, haven't they? I mean, and, and as an industry, we continue to develop, we continue to to get better at what we're doing. But uh, I find that those that have built the strongest relationships and sort of gone almost backwards, gone gone to that old school relationship connection yeah. to to be that. And we, we've talked about this in the past about being a media asset. It is around, you know, being trusted, being real, knowing that you're not going to waste time at the other end. Yeah, absolutely. You know, spot on. I think after the challenges of the last few years, relationships and trusts is more paramount than ever. And that's really clear through the survey data where um, professional contacts and industry contacts are still the top story source for journos. And those that's us. That's us I'm talking about as PR professionals, right? If we can be building those relationships, we will be and continue to be the top story source for journalists. Um, the tools that we use, things like press releases, things like social, and I know, uh, Nick, both you and I are keen to talk about social, but press releases, those releases that we spend the time putting together, crafting, they are the second top story source for media and journalists used by 86% um, of uh, journos as a input into finding a quality story. So again, you know, the work that we do and the relationships that we build, um, let's never lose sight of the importance of them. I, I love that. I, I, I have been critical in the past around press releases and poor press releases. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we can be that. But the fact that 86% of media still continue to use press releases as their, one of their sources and in the top two, uh, as professionals, we just need to keep getting better at that press release. And there has been a change, hasn't there? Because, uh, you know, you and I have also been to, to meet the media as both Media Stable and MediaNet sponsors of that program. Uh, we see and hear from the journalists that are telling us, get straight to the point. Get yeah. in the subject line. Almost invert your press release. Yeah. Get the story out as quickly and as as quickly as as you possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a bit of a um, controversial data point, um, but one of the strong bits of um, outcome that we got out of our report was the fact that there was over seventy percent of journalists that say they don't get past the first paragraph of a press release before they decide whether it's worthy and whether they want to pursue it. So on one hand, Nick, they're telling us, please keep sending us the releases. 86% of the time we're using it, you know. And then on the other hand, they're saying they ain't reading past the first paragraph. So, so you're what's, right. What's, what's all the other work for? Why are we what's putting all, all that work, work and effort in then? Yeah, but, um, you know, you're absolutely right. And we do hear this at um, the Meet the Media events from, you know, the amazing panel of media that they make themselves available there. They do say, get to the point quickly. They do say, be in my inbox. Be in my inbox regularly. Have brand presence and awareness in my inbox so that when I am looking for something, I can find you. But, yes, this inverted pyramid concept is one that we guide our clients about um, quite a lot. You know, um, our editorial services team was, in fact, just giving some advice to one of our, you know, what 
I, I won't say who the brand is, but a very prominent brand you think with a very experienced comms team and we were reviewing all their press releases. And for example, the first quote was only six paragraphs in. You know, and that's the inverted pyramid concept you're speaking about there. Lead with your story, lead with the the main angle, lead with some really strong statement if you have a key spokesperson or someone who's going to make themselves available, you know, as a follow-up, put that up the top so you are getting as much um, pick-up and awareness early on when you're in that inbox. I like to say it, meet the media and anyone that I'm speaking to, if, uh, if you want to get your foot in the door with media, make sure you're wearing good shoes. And by that, I think that'll just, that'll sit fit perfectly with a lot of people, but good shoes, get seen, get known, because everything else that you've written on your press release is going to be inconsequential if you don't grab their attention and grab it quickly. And we're in a busy world. We we saw that in the, in the report, when we were referring to the journalists, they are overloaded, they're overworked and they need your help to 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 get your story told and if you make it easier for them to see it and to for it to be uh, a story that they can use that's relevant to them that will fit with their medium with their audience then you you you're, you're pretty much on the way there but i i, I want to throw this to you and Rita, because then you know what do we say to clients then you know we, we put a lot of work and effort into producing that beautiful well-crafted uh, media release but if we don't grab their attention quick, if we if if it gets overlooked, it could sometimes be the best story never told. Yeah, and and there is that balance, absolutely, Nick, that we have to work through, right? And I would say to all PR professionals out there, don't get discouraged if you or on behalf of your client, you don't get that pickup the first time. You use the super important word relationships, right? Relationships are built with being in their inbox, being on their social, building that awareness, um, building a relationship, knowing how to talk to the journalist. There is a lot of great tooling and solutions and coaching out there that will help you on that journey. So don't get discouraged the first time because The other data point that we do also have here is that um, finding the right journalist, for example, and coming up with a new story or the right news angle are other big challenges that our PR professionals and our PR community um, faces. Like 53% don't know how to find the right journalist and 51% were unsure about finding the right news angle. So, you know, there is a lot out there that can help you with that. There's a lot of events, as I said. Um, there's solutions like MediaNet, you know, there's um, media spokesperson training. There's all of that that's available to us um, and, and we should use it to make sure that we are getting then um, the best possible outcome when we do do our pitching and we do send our press releases out. Look, I think that's a no-brainer. I think, you know, immediately everyone should have a MediaNet subscription just to be able to locate and find the right journalist and the right fit. I mean, even media staff, we, we are clients of yours as well. We do Thank use you. that yeah. On, yeah. on occasions when we haven't or not quite sure where which journalist or which media outlet to go to. But I love that relationship side and, and, and the fact that the numbers that 53%, if 53% of public relations professionals are struggling to find the right journalists or struggling to find the right media or the right story, mm. imagine what other business owners and everyone else out there is doing. So if you're not even a professional in this space, it is still very difficult. And I think that's something that we've got to recognise that 
this industry, this business, um, you need professionals. You need people with relationships to uh, help get your story told or your messages heard because if you don't have the right one or if you don't have one that is uh, working and knows how to work the system, then you are going to struggle to make any impact or any inroads uh, with media. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Nick, you know, I know you and I believe a lot in picking up the phone. Um, and I, I think that that's something that you've probably got a lot of experience on as well, right? Picking up the phone, building um, building those relationships. But I'm sure in your experience, you would also say it's not just about picking up the phone. There's other things you've done over the years to build those build those high quality relationships. And I think that's it. It's got to be multi-layered. Um, you've got to use the resources um, that you've got out there. You've got to um, you know, understand the challenges. And that's why I think this report is really great. It gives us all a snapshot of the challenges that we're facing. So understanding sometimes what not to do, it can then help you work out um, where, where you can get better, where the opportunities are as well. For those that aren't in PR that are listening to this podcast, it's also a very good reminder to, and, and not just that we're trying to tell our story and tell it well, but even if you are looking to hire or, or bring on a public relations firm, um, you want to test their relationships. You want to know that they can actually speak for your industry as well because, and, and they're the good questions to ask at, at the beginning, you know, where are they going? What do you know? Who do you know in this space? Yeah. And, you know, where would you be likely to pitch us? Because, and Rita, I have been guilty of talking about this in the past. I've been uh, quoted on many articles around the fact that I think that the PR industry, there's a lot of fantastic professionals running around and very effective, very good at what they do. But like any industry, there's also to the bad apples and the ones that aren't necessarily getting there. And I think that also comes to, uh, well, we know that 50% are telling us it's hard to even find the right angle and story there. Um, you're probably needing to find a PR professional that is good at actually finding and crafting a story and crafting yeah. the angle. And they almost, yeah. because they are professionals, they, they, they can get those pretty quickly to you. They, they know what makes a good story. They know what journalists are looking for, but more importantly, they know what audiences like. Yeah, spot on. And, um, you know, I think there's um, a real strength with a lot of the PR professionals I come across as well who also do a lot of work themselves or for their clients to then um, internally educate about what PR success is. Um, you know, and, and it's really interesting that um, the survey results show very strongly that the PR professionals, the PR industry values quality of coverage and quality of pickup over quantity. Of pickup, yep. right? And and I think that that's a really nice sentiment that comes across that shows the maturity of the industry and those stars that you were just talking about there as well. Um, it's interesting though because then when it comes to how they measure them, a lot of them do default to more traditional kind of media monitoring type solutions. So, um, you know, the right strategy, the right awareness is there in their heads and they're doing a lot, I can see, to educate their clients about the importance of quality relationships, quality releases, quality of pickup, but then making sure we then also using the right metrics to measure um, the success of all of that, I think is very important too. We noticed from the report, and I enjoyed this element, is that uh, a good 35% of public relations professionals were at one point a journalist themselves. Yeah. And 
I, I can see why they might have come over to the dark side. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like saying that because it doesn't, they say that a lot from a journalist perspective, but uh, yeah. they come over for a good couple of reasons. And I, and I think yeah. there is more money, the, 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 the sort of the wage and the salary um, comparison between the two, uh, it, it is enormous. And the potential yeah. earnings on, on the public relations side is much better. But also, too, I wanted to tap into because you, you did a lot of research around the burnout and the feelings from public relations professionals, how they're feeling and how their workload is going. What, what was some of the findings there? I, I think we, we, we can see that uh, public relations professionals are feeling burnout almost at the same level that journalists are feeling it. Yeah, absolutely, and I might um, I might just share a couple of data points um, there about those two or three things you mentioned there, Nick, around um, burnout and um, you know work conditions and and pay. Um, you're right. Our survey results showed that the most common reasons for moving from being a journal into the PR industry were around lifestyle and pay. Um, and yes, it is a material pay difference. We're talking, you know, 25% higher pay bracket as a PR professional rather than a journalist. So, of course, I, you know, you can see that appeal. Interestingly, though, both groups do a similar amount of, let's call it unpaid work mm-hmm. each week, right? 84, 85% of both groups surveyed said that they were doing what they would consider unpaid work on a weekly basis. So, um, you know, it's not easy um, for us PR professionals either because um, we might be moving across for a bit more money, but there's still very high demand from um, our own organisations, be it in-house or then if you're on the agency side, you know, from our clients as well. Um, Workload, mental health, um, work-life balance, is the number one um, greatest personal challenge for PR professionals over the course of the last year. And two out of three of us experienced some kind of burnout yeah. in our incredible number, isn't it? Really is I mean, incredible number. Yeah. I, I, I you look across the health sector, the tourism sector, all the, the areas there that were you know affected by the pandemic and the kind of burnout that was there. But I think what I've noticed, and, and I speak to a lot of journalists and a lot of PR professionals, is you're always on. You're, yeah. you're never actually off. And, uh, you know, we talk about on the record, off the record, you're never you're never off the record, I can assure you. But um, you, you always have to be on. And you be, can be called up at any point at any time. And I think that does put a – has its uh, pressures, it has its impact uh, from both journalists and public relations professionals. And I think – that is something that we've got to, and if you're if you are a PR owner, if you own your the firm and agency, be mindful of that. And I'm sure you are with your with your uh, workforce. In that, uh, it is something that does have a, a big impact, and it can not just affect them personally, but it'll affect their work. Um, it's uh, it's it's a big big story, and it's a big story that's running across many other sectors as well. So it's not just alone. But I, I get a sense and a feel that the communications industry, particularly. Uh, bears a lot of the brunt of burnout and also to the impact on mental health around the work that they do because it, it is just never stops. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. The pace is absolutely relentless, Nick. Um, if the journos are on, um, 20 hours a day, uh, us PR professionals, the, the the industry that surrounds that, 
um, as you said, the broader communications industry, it's on 20 hours a day. And it's probably a bit more than that, right? The news cycle, as they say, news never sleeps. It's it's 24-7. And I hear, um, you know, from these um, very prominent um, uh, media um, journos that uh, I, I have the privilege to listen to at the meet the media events, and they say, you know, they, they're up at 5 a.m. The first thing they do is they check their socials, they check their inbox, their everything. And, you know, if I'm a PR professional listening to that, I'm thinking, oh, my God, like, what does that mean? I'm up, I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm up there making sure my comment on Twitter or my pitch on Twitter is, you know, being heard by the chief of staff of XYZ Broadcast Network or whatever. You know, it feels, it feels almost overwhelming to hear that. So, yes, you know, those burnout they do make you feel slightly inadequate don't they (laughs) you feel like i don't really do much at all in comparison to you yeah yeah but you know yeah so on that on that and almost like from a producer particularly from breakfast radio or 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 television it's almost a vocation more so Mm. than it actually is a career path that they've they've taken that they're, they're so passionate about it it's, yeah. it's 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 within it's in their blood and they want and it's and maybe they're only doing it for a short period of time because it's probably all that it sort of allows for you uh for health wise but um god they jump into it and and it's yeah. any wonder there is burnout at the other end because Absolutely. you can see that these people do not take a second off yeah, and I think there's so many things we can be doing ourselves as well to help manage our own burnout better um, in return. So, yes, absolutely, you know, great call out there for those owners um, of agencies or even other kind of um, business executives who might be listening to this that have a PR and comms team just to understand the pressure those um, team members are under and can be under an, under a continuous basis. So those cultural type elements as well, right? But make sure you yourself um, enable your yourself if you're an individual or your comms team as much as possible, right? Um, like I've said at the start, and I feel a little bit like a broken record, there's so much great support resources guidance out there um simple things like get all your assets together have some great video um of your spokesperson or some images that just makes it easier then for um the person at the other end receiving your pitch make sure you package everything up as as well as possible make sure you know that if you're going to pitch you need to have your spokesperson available and not don't not feel like you're running around like a headless chook then trying to sort everything out when you when you get told your story is being covered so there's a lot that we can also be doing, I think, ourselves with the way we train and we prep and we manage our own workflow that will help us with the burnout factor. And this oh, great advice. Factor. Yeah. Brilliant advice. Brilliant advice. Now, one of the other interesting uh, piece of data points, talking points that came out, uh, embargoes. Oh, yes. I, I, I love this because obviously in the PR and particularly in campaigns, you know, we've got a schedule, we've got a, yeah. we've got a time frames that we've all got to work within. And I think media doesn't necessarily tell us, you know, how early we should go with an embargoed uh, piece of content or a, a release. Um, but your data is, is really interesting. Most, most media wants it the day before or a couple of days before. In fact, half the journalists responded said they generally like to receive the embargo releases a couple of days in advance. Yes, correct. Yeah. Certain percentage of them want them the day before. Some of them want even want them a week out. Um, yeah. For PRs, this is critical information. This is a part of the report you've got to go and look at because I think embargoes confuse uh, communicators because they don't want to release too early, but they also don't want to go too late. 
because if you put that content in front of the media and you don't understand how that media cycle is working, uh, you could miss out. Yeah, spot on, Nick. Uh, yeah, 50%, so half of journos saying that they like to receive embargoes a few days in advance. Let's start with that stat. But only 22% of PR professionals, um, you know, are saying that they prefer like not sending embargo. So there's a real difference there, right, in in the data, in in the opportunity. So understanding uh, how the workflow in these newsrooms work and the fact that they are sometimes planning stories, planning coverage a couple of days out, and if they're not aware of your story or your potential news angle, it's going to be hard for them unless it's an absolute gem to be able to slot it into something that um, that's already there. I'm interested in your take on this, Nick, though, because you've worked on, you know, all sides of this kind of equation. Uh, do you, what was what was your personal um, view on embargoes? Did you like sending them? Did you like receiving them? What, what, what did you think? Well, no, look, I think we all get a little nervous around them because, yeah. um, you know, for starters, first and foremost, the exclusivity. And, you know, we just mentioned on the record, off the record. Yeah. I'll say this right now. There is no such thing as off the record. You know, you... You, you can brief a journalist, you can inform a journalist or, or a media outlet, but know full well that that could be used in the next 10 minutes. So you, you really do need to uh, be aware for both your client, but also to be far more aware of the media cycle and and what journalists and what they can work with and what they can do. And I'll, a good example of that um, had a client, not, I won't name them, but they wanted the information to go out for Friday, and Friday is yeah. a particularly tough day in the media cycle anyway. We're all focused on sport, yeah. heading towards the weekend. It seems to be a little bit lighter, but you can't deliver it Thursday afternoon and hope that you're going to get breakfast radio on a Friday mm-hmm. unless it's absolutely time-sensitive, critical piece because most of that, most of those programs are already yeah. locked away. Uh, yeah. So, look, I, I like embargoed material. I think you've got to trust it. And yeah, also on, to know that the faith that you can have faith in the media that they're not going to throw you under the bus, uh, and you know, again, it's a relationship. If you're good with them, they're good with you. Then it's all going to work. So yeah, I love it. Embargoed release. I, I think it, it helps us plan. It helps us get ready. But I am that three day guy. I need that okay. three days okay. in advance, not th- not three months in advance. Yeah. And not 30 minutes in advance. Yeah. I think you'll find the majority of journos that responded to that um, part of our survey, and there was a 1,000 plus that did that, uh, uh, along the lines of what you're saying there, Nick, the three-day kind of a person, right? So, yes, be in their inbox with enough notice so they have time to plan. Understand that journos need to plan. They do plan. That is a core part of their job function, right, is, is that planning part of it. So, yes, no 30-minute notice unless, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and breaking news is always, it's it's what we follow. But when you're planning, and particularly for campaigns and, and positions of, of information that you want to get out all at the same time, that embargoed release is really powerful and it helps media go, all right, I've got something to lock away because they're busy putting all the pieces together, they're putting them all in, in the right way and, uh if you can help them and be that media asset, then you're going to do very well. Hey, we we could talk for hours, Amrita. We're we still totally got so much to get through. Yeah. Um, very. I wanted to just we we noticed that a lot of PR professionals they hang around on the LinkedIn. They love the LinkedIn social platform. Mm-hmm. We noticed in the 
uh, from the journalist side report was that they're sort of still in that Twitter space, even though more journalists are heading towards LinkedIn. Mm. Um, where do we find them crossing over? Because I think uh, if, if more are in that LinkedIn space from a PR side, shouldn't they be over towards LinkedIn? Should they be on Reddit? Should they be looking at, uh, at uh, Facebook, Instagram? Yeah, so really great talking point and one that I'm really actually quite enthusiastic and and passionate about. The professional use of social media by journos in the last three years, if we, you know, compare it back to some of our survey findings from a few years ago, it has been increasingly quite um, significantly. And now we've got threads, let's not forget about that, right, which which has launched subsequent to our survey. So we will be including it. Oh, it's in just another one survey. I've got to jump on and read it. Another yeah. one. I know, another one, right? So we've got LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, TikTok. The, the latter two have probably seen the most significant increase in yep. um, user adoption, Reddit and TikTok, uh, in, the, in the last couple of years. Um, but so that's journos, right? The journos are on everything. They kind of feel like they have to be on everything and they've really been um, using social media a lot for their work, right? 97% of journos surveyed are active on social media. Now, us PR professionals are primarily on LinkedIn. So yes, we do. There's two opportunities here. One, we do need to be on the channels that the journos are. So we can't just be picking up the phone or email. It's that multi-channel thing that I mentioned, you know, right at the start of this conversation. We also need to find them on social and on the different kinds of social platforms because they're on there now. And guess what? 76% of them, 76% of them are using social specifically to source stories. Yep, yep. And- right that was number three in the list. The so number one was the contacts, the relationships. Number two was the press release. And number three was the social. But, you know, 25% less of PRs are actually pitching stories on social. So we're not using the fact that the journos are on social actively scouring for stories. We're not using that as another forum or format for pitching our stories, our information, you know, the great angles that we have. That's such great advice, Amrita, because I think if you if you went into a newsroom, if you went into particularly a radio um, studio, you'll see producers scouring through the socials. They're looking at Twitter. What's trending? Yes. What are people yes. talking about? What are the stories of the day? And yet we probably in the, the PR world are sitting over and LinkedIn and going, look at this wonderful campaign that I've done, yeah. et cetera. Now, I'm being a yeah. little bit facetious there, but... Um, we've got to start thinking like journalists. We've got to start thinking like storytellers the way that they do and the way they address their audiences because, again, to your point earlier, if we can make it easier for the journalist at the other end to receive our message, to understand the story, to see why it fits with their audience, then we're going to get that impact. We're going to get those results that we're after. And uh, one of uh, uh, John Solvander, our director of media engagement, he still has today the same tweet deck that he would have uh, monitoring the way that he would have done it at Talk Radio 6PR. Yeah, um, interesting. He still does and goes through all of the stories of the day. And the reason he does that is because of the clients that he looks after and the experts that he looks after, he needs to get commentary from. He wants to yep. get commentary from that. So think like... Yeah. 
Think like journalists, PRs. We've got to think more like them and the media cycle and how it works. And that's when you're going to see 50% of those that are still struggling to tell their stories or find the angle. They're going to find the angle there. Yeah, they are. And they're going to build a relationship so they're going to know exactly who to contact about their story. Uh, yeah, spot on. Well, we, we've, just, we've, just, we've just given them the inside secrets, and Rita, <laughs> to being a media asset. But I think the number one thing, and uh, oh, look, the report, it's going to be up on our show notes and uh, definitely go to MediaNet. It's, uh, it's definitely very visible there on the website there, the, the report. Go and have a look at it, particularly from a PR and if you're a professional in the space, that you're not alone. Uh, a lot of the challenges and a lot of the things that you're going through, you, you're probably going to find that uh, you are very normal. You are one of the, the many that are out there that are, are fighting through some of the problems of burnout, fighting for angles and storytelling, etc. But some really good intel there. Uh, and Rita, we do have Meet the Media coming up on October 17th oh, in exciting. Melbourne. October 19th in Sydney. And I've got to say, look, if you're listening to this and if you're a PR professional, do yourself one massive professional development uh, inoculation. It's going to be an injection of absolute pure communication and relationship building. Uh, I want you to jump on board. If you're a client of MediaNet, MediaNet does have a, a special code there for you to get discounted tickets. And so do media stable members, by the way. And uh, you can get there. But you don't have to be a media net client. You don't have to be a media stable client to come along. But if you want to understand how the media cycle is working today, what journalists want from you as PR professionals or communication professionals, get yourself there. And, uh, again, the link to the tickets will be in the show notes as well. Hey, Amrita, great to have you on the show. Um, two times in a year. I know. What a privilege. Um, what a privilege. What a pleasure. And, you know, I have to absolutely give a shout out about those um, Meet the Media events, if, if you don't mind me kind of squeezing this in before we wrap up, because I've had the privilege to attend a couple of them. And I cannot tell you how many times I have used, you know, in an anonymous way, a quote that I've heard or some piece of intel or insight that I've picked up from the media and what they share at those at those events. So even for me, profoundly important to be part of it and to get those insights and and that takeaway so yeah thank you for having me nick um great to speak to you as always and um thanks for everything that you do to you know drive the um growth of this industry as well oh no i appreciate it Rita. And, and look we love working with MediaNet. uh we're very much both aligned in in our desire and appetite to see best communications practice exist and you know we're we're just as giving, and I, I I'll get back to that point around that meet the media, and um, you will when you come along to an event like that, you will hear from media that are so giving. They are literally not not telling you how to do it, but they will they will advise, they will give you the intel that you need to get your story told, and uh, and just that eye to eye contact. I think we've talked about this before, Amrita. It, it, it is the most powerful human experience that you can have when you get to meet a journalist and a producer and let them know what kind of media asset you can be. Oh, great to have your company, Amrita. If people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? 
Yeah, so either just ping me on LinkedIn. You can find me, Amrita Sidhu. Um, just search for me. Um, my contact details are also on the MediaNet website, so you can find me there. I would love to hear from anyone who's got more questions about the report, or I'd love to hear from anyone who wants to be part of the report next year and participate and get their personal voice told through these data as well. So ping me. Um, I would love to hear from you and I hope to see um, some of you at the Sydney and Melbourne Meet the Media events in person. Hashtag relationships. Look forward to seeing you at Meet the Media and we look forward to having your company when we speak to another expert or another media. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.